Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the six-game NBA main slate on Wednesday. If this is your first time watching, welcome to my channel. My name is DK. I make content for DraftKings, uh, Prize Picks, and for NBA Top Shot. If you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. Uh, player pools, so cash EPP plays, core plays, if-then statements regarding injuries, roster construction videos for the main and shutdown sites, as well as the Patreon live stream before lock. All that stuff is included. Also, I'm going to be covering USFL. That's coming out very, very soon. So excited for that one. So again, more info on that is down below. And the sponsor of this video, again, is Prize Picks, which is a player prop site. Uh, super, super fun. A ton of different ways you can play. They offer basically every single sport. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. So if you're a new user and you use my code, uh, deposit $100, that's a free $100 to play with on the site. And, and finally, uh, if you guys do enjoy the YouTube content, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Okay, so let's get into it. And I spent a ton, a ton of time talking about the Thunder. Uh, and, and especially I made like four posts on Patreon once we got that starting lineup. So um, we got the starters, that was Xavier, Vitt, uh, Georgios, Horde, and Roby. And once we got that, I was convinced that we were not seeing Maldon, Pokashevsky, or Wiggins, and that JRE was on a minutes limit. So it was basically going to be like a seven-man rotation for the Thunder. So I saw that edge, and I pounced on it, right? I was just went all in on the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I wanted to make sure, right? This was the biggest edge in the slate, in my opinion. So I made four separate posts. We talked about how Georgios and Xavier were starting, how they were great values at 3.1 and 3K, respectively. Once we got the starting lineup, I was like, I do not think Wiggins, Pogoshevsky, and Maladon play. It's going to be a tight rotation. I made another post. I was like, again, eight-man rotation with Jerry playing limited minutes. I'm taking a stand and full stacking the Thunder. Um, and then core plays, I said Jalen Horde and one of Xavier Simpson or Georgios. So, um, yeah, I just went all in, took a stand, and uh, it worked out, except... For Giannis Antetokounmpo. Massive foul trouble and a blowout. Doesn't play the fourth quarter. But, right? Remember, when Giannis is chalk a couple weeks ago and I faded him, he was playing in the fourth quarter up by 30. 15-point game, five minutes left. Both teams wave the white flag. No DeRozan and no Giannis. So just extremely, extremely tilting. Now, full disclosure, I actually originally had Vucevic and I had him as a core option. But once we got that Thunder news, I was just, again, pushing my chips all into the Thunder. Um, so I had more salary. So I upgraded from Vucevic to Rosen because I had more salary left over. Uh, so I had Giannis Dilo and DeRozan as my spend-ups. Um, and, and I think a, a mistake in my part, again, I had extra salary. I went to Vit um, just because, again, I was just going all in in Thunder. I played five Thunder. Took out Trey Jones from that build. Probably was a mistake, but... I just thought that the biggest edge was just to load up on OKC. So I had a 3% owned Roby go for 44, 0.9% owned Sar go for 31, and 14% Jalen Horde at 4.3K going for 61 fancy points. A normal game from Giannis here, and it's a massive day. It's an absolute massive day. So PTSD to that uh, day, what was it, like a month and a half ago where I was, uh, you know, talking about Isaiah Jackson as a, or Terry Taylor as a pivot off of uh, chalk Isaiah Jackson. Uh, Jackson got injured, was on pace to take down, and Harden went for like 25 fancy points. A like a 50-point 50, 50 game from Harden, and I would have won 20K that night. So PTSD to this, 
uh, with Giannis being in massive foul trouble and then the blowout. But yeah, guys, that's it for the look back. Uh, still a solid night overall, but could have been a massive night. As far as the Millie Maker goes, uh, congrats to the man right now winning it. Um, he had a lot of thunder. Uh, he had uh, three thunders, Xavier, Georgios, and Jalen Horde. With Trey Jones, who's obviously massive chalk. Keon Johnson, uh, that was a little bit unreal. Uh, going for 41 fancy points there. Um, Embiid smashed the Pacers. The Pacers are amazing at losing by like 15 to 20, right? They're, they're amazing at that. They will let the other team, uh, or they will stay in the game just enough so the other team has to play the starters full mess. Uh, it's so tilting because I faded Embiid hoping for the blowout. Nope, they stay just close enough, so Embiid plays the fourth. Uh, and then Jokic and Aaron Gordon. Uh, Jokic and Embiid both smashes. Could have used that from Giannis tonight, but no, he decided to get in massive foul trouble, and then the game blew out. Also, I would just like to say how happy I am for cement feet Brooke Lopez. You guys see what he did tonight? Almost 30 real-life points for Brooke Lopez. I play him a low ownership. Benched and nine fantasy points. One other thing I did want to mention, and this is, again, you guys know I'm, I try to keep a light, uh, you know, good vibes here and, and be, um, you know, I'm sarcastic a lot, but uh, this is to not the 99% of you, 99% I love you, the 1% of people, right? The 1% of the haters, you guys making the burner accounts, uh, you know, constantly hating, constantly trying to bring me down. Don't worry. I see that, right? I see it. I use that as motivation. So keep doing it, right? Steph, keep making those burner accounts, bro. Um, I'm just going to use that as motivation. So uh, that's all I got to say. Um, but all right, let's talk about this six-game slate. So first, we got Dallas and Detroit. And um, on the Dallas side, this game has massive blowout risk. Uh, the Pistons will get to them. Be very, very careful with the Pistons. But yeah, for Dallas, Luka Doncic at 12K, um, I think he's a pretty safe play. Uh, you know, it, as long as this game stays competitive. But with Detroit, I don't know if we're going to see full minutes from Cade or, or Sadiq Bay or the main guys. So there is some blowout risk. But if the game stays competitive, Luka obviously has a massive ceiling. Brunson and Dinwiddie are kind of just fair plays in the mid-range. They don't stand out. You might see some blowout run for Dinwiddie if the game does blow out. Dorian Finney-Smith doesn't really stand out either. Reggie Bullock's at 4-9. It's just kind of fine. He'll play big minutes, but also score independent. Um, we have no Maxi Cleave, which is pretty big. I like Dwight Powell quite a bit here for quite a bit here for value. I made uh, a post about it. Or talked about that a lot in the early slate a couple days ago, how if Maxi Kleber was out, that you should go all in into White Powell because uh, the Mavericks don't like, they don't have confidence Marquise Chris at all. So we saw 31 Mets and an absolute smash from White Powell. And we probably don't get 42 faints points again from him. But with Kleber out, I think he's one of the better uh, value options there. Bertans probably sees the court 3-1. Um, he's playable, but score independent. If the game does blow out, you should see some blowout run from Marquise Chris. is a good point per minute guy. Just a large field tournament play, though. And then Josh Green, uh, he'll be in the rotation. Um, but, again, unless the game blows out, he's not going to play huge minutes. All right, on the Detroit side, so this team, man. If you think Cade and Sadiq are going to play normal minutes, you can play them in tournaments. All I'm going to say is be careful. Last couple of games... The Pistons have basically just benched their main guys and just played the end of the bench guys. So they're going to be low owned, but for good reason, right? I have no confidence right now in the minutes for Sadiq, uh, uh, Sadiq Bay, Cade Cunningham, or even Killian Hayes. So just be careful. Now, with that being said, if the Pistons 
uh, either get blown out or they run a similar rotation to the previous couple games, we can get some value with these cheap guys, right? If they're going to get extended runs, like Isaiah Livers at 4-8, played 35 minutes and 43 last couple games. He could be a potential value. Braxton Key at 4-3. If he sees 30 minutes, I think he's firmly in play. Frank Jackson at 4-2. Back-to-back games over 30 minutes. He's viable. Saban Lee was in the G League. We'll see if he gets called up. Uh, they signed Carson Edwards, and we know Carson Edwards is not afraid to shoot the ball. So obviously he would be in play. Uh, Pickett got run, right? He played 39 minutes. So, um, yeah, just uh, I don't think we're going to get clarity on it. But um, if you think the main guys rest, you can definitely look to some of these cheaper end Pistons guys. Even like Luca Garza, if he gets called up, I'm not sure if he'll even be available. Um, but he could be even a potential play. So, um, hope like keep an eye on the news. Hope we get some sort of clarity on the, the minutes of the main guys. We probably won't. Uh, but you can take a shot, right? You can take a stand and like, all right, I'm say I'm confident Cade, Sadiq, and Killen Hayes are going to play limited minutes. So I'm going to look to the uh, Valley options, right? Take a stand, take a risk, right? I took a risk going all in on the Thunder. Uh, it worked out, right? You, you will find yourself, if you take more risks in tournaments, you're going to be a better player overall. All right, Brooklyn and New York. So KD, Kyrie, um, if the game is competitive, I think they will both look pretty good. You're going to see huge minutes from both. Um, we saw 37 minutes there from KD, um, and then Kyrie played 40. Uh, again, they got pulled with about a minute left, but I think both guys are, are viable. Maybe a small lean to KD over Kyrie, but both obviously look decent. Drummond was in some foul trouble. Did only play 20 minutes last game, but we know he has a ceiling, so I'm intrigued by him in tournaments. Bruce Brown, I think, is very safe. I think he's going to play over 30 minutes. A guy that can kind of do everything for the team. So like him, keep an eye on Seth Curry. Uh, him and James Johnson are both out last game. So keep an eye on that. Like Aldridge, you, you did see them dust off Aldridge and play him a little bit at the floor, at the four. Probably wouldn't go there. I think I'd rather go to Claxton at 3A, who has been consistently playing solid minutes and would play in the blowout as well if the game uh, does blow out. Patty Mills started off the game like uh, six. Yeah, I think he had six, three, and two, and then like didn't do anything. But uh, very, very happy for Patty Mills in that hot start. Uh, not tilted whatsoever. Um, and then, yeah, if, if those guys are still out, you know, maybe consider Cam Thomas, but I don't think he plays a ton unless the game does turn into blowout. On the Knicks side, so actually good amounts to like here. Randall shut down for the season. I think the main guys look pretty good in a game that should stay competitive. So RJ Barrett would assume he plays 35-plus minutes. I think he looks like a, a good option here. Going to be a very high-usage player. Alec Burks at 6'6", should see over 30 minutes. I think he's a fair option. Uh, Mano quickly at 6'1", off the bench, had a massive, massive game. We know he has a ceiling, so... Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by quickly for tournaments. Mitchell Robinson, also a good tournament play. A guy that has a high ceiling. We saw last game, but also low floor if he's in foul trouble. So another good tournament play. I think Obi Toppin is very, very safe. We saw 35 minutes from him. Um, assuming he continues to start, which I think he will. I think he's one of the safest plays on the board. Fournier saw his minutes cut. He, minutes cut. he was in some foul trouble. Also, you have quickly play extremely well. So Fournier, a veteran. Like, he's one I'm a little bit worried about the minutes. Like, I can see his minutes ticking down a bit maybe like quickly he's continuing to tick up so a little bit worried about Fournier if for some reason Taj Gibson still like why are we playing Taj Gibson at this point right the season's over play your young guys why is Taj Gibson seeing minutes it doesn't make any sense all right Boston and Chicago so Tatum Brown Horford all uh probable great matchup here so I think all three definitely in play I don't know if there's one standout more than the other but all three of Tatum Brown Horford definitely viable options I think Marcus Smart is very safe at 5.9 should play over 30 minutes. Um, he got, uh, or the game was a blowout last game. I think he got ejected in this game, but um, yeah, he is, he stands out as a very safe play. Derek White should see around 30 minutes on the bench. He's viable as well. Uh, and then Daniel Tice has been starting. I think against a big front court like Chicago, he should see mid 20s minutes. So I think he's a decent value play. Not the best point per minute guy, but a decent rebounder can get some block shots. 
Grant Williams will also be in the rotation, low usage guy, though, so more of a secondary play. Pritchard will be in the rotation, but not going to play huge minutes. He'll be productive when he's on the court, but unless the game blows out, you probably don't see big run for Pritchard. On the Chicago side, Levine is expected to be back. So you already know, like, Vucevic, no one's going to play him, and now he's going to absolutely smash. He shot three of 19 last game tonight. Three of 19 for Vucevic. So, with Levine expected back in a tough spot, they're all kind of secondary plays. And the value, don't know if I get to anyone. Maybe Patrick Williams is okay. Three straight games now for 30 minutes. So, Pat Williams would probably be the guy. But if, assuming Levine plays outside of Patrick Williams, I don't think I get to those other value guards. Washington and Atlanta. So, the thing I want to mention with Washington, kind of, I don't know, they just ran a nine man, or an eight-man rotation last game. So, um, Porzingis, we know is a ceiling, got pulled because of the blowout, was on pace for over 30 minutes. I think he's a good tournament play. Obviously, Washington has nothing to play for, but assuming Porzingis continues to play, I see no reason why they're going to limit his minutes. So I think Porzingis is a good tournament play. KCP at 5'6", should play big minutes, but I don't love the price point on him. Rui and Denny both had big games. You also saw, again, 37 minutes from Rui, and he saw some pretty big minutes for, for Denny as well, 36 now, if they run a similar rotation to last game, those guys are going to look pretty good. I'm not so, so sure they're going to run an eight-man rotation again, but if they do, you can definitely look to the likes of Rui and Denny. Ish Smith, I think he had like a triple-double or close to it, 11, 14, and 8. I'll play 30 minutes. We know he's a good point for a guy. I think he's viable. The minutes in San Rancy have kind of been up and down. Um, there also have been some blowouts, but um, yeah, both, both point guards are in play. Um, Ish probably gets more ownership based on the recent games. Kispert, well, he's going to play big minutes. Probably not going to do a ton when he's out there. So more of a secondary play. And you saw big minutes for Gafford uh, against a big front court in Minnesota. We saw him play alongside Porzingis. And he absolutely smashed for 47 fancy points. Now, I don't know if they needed to do that against Atlanta. But, um, you know, I think he's still playable uh, if he plays like 15 to 20 minutes. But if they run him alongside Porzingis like they did last game, uh, then obviously he has a massive ceiling. I just don't know if it'll be necessary against the likes of like Clint Capella or Okongu. I don't know if they really need to go to Gafford. So um, yeah, let's move on to Atlanta. Trey Young, 10-5. Great matchup. I think he's firmly in play. Um, like you know with my Trey Young woes, I will never ever get him right. So um, you know, I think he's a good option, but if I play him, he's going to shoot awful. If I fade, he's going for 60+. plus. Capella, Okongu will split the center minutes. Capella should play around 30 minutes. I think he's a decent player in the mid-range. Um, and then Gallinari missed the last game. So, like, Bogdanovich, Herter, and Hunter, if, if Gallinari's out, all look like fair plays. Bogdanovich just played pretty well off the bench. He has a ceiling. Um, but I, I think more of a tournament play. Kevin Herter has consistently been playing around 30 minutes. I think he's a fair option, a good matchup. And DeAndre Hunter had a really big game last game, played 37 minutes. So those three would look pretty good there if Gallinari's out. I mentioned Okongu, who played the backup five. More of a secondary value, but probably sees 15 to 20 minutes. TLC will start if, if Galvanar is out. I don't think we have to go there, but I guess he'll be playable in around 20 minutes. OKC okay, and Utah. So here we go, right? Keep an eye on this news and who's going to be available. Um, it could be a similar rotation to last game. So um, if they're resting Maladon, Pokashevsky, and Roby again, and Trey Mann is out, you could see like another, like they ran literally a five-man rotation in the second half. Again, I played Vit. He played like two minutes in the second half. They literally ran like a five-man rotation. Jerry didn't play either. So, Horde, uh, Vit, uh, Sar, um, where are they? Uh, Georgios, Xavier Simpson. All look really, really good if it's going to be a similar rotation to last game. Basically like a five-man rotation. So, again, Horde 5K uh, went absolutely off. Obviously, he has a high ceiling. Again, it depends on who's available. Wiggins didn't play last game. Waters, I think, played four minutes. Uh, he played too well, right? He he was uh, two of three. 
uh, and got benched because he was playing too well. Again, Vit uh, played very well in the first half, basically didn't play in the second half. Olivier Saar, 4-2, played 39 minutes. Uh, obviously, it's a tougher spot here against Utah, but he would look great if Utah runs a similar rotation. And then, uh, yeah, Georgios and Xavier Simpson. These guys played 43 minutes for Georgios. I think Xavier Simpson played like 44. So um, those guys would be very, very good values if Oklahoma City runs a similar rotation last game. So we'll keep an eye on that news to the Thunder. Um, obviously, that's going to be super important on the Utah side. So obviously, there's a very, very good chance this game blows out. But what I will say... Utah likes running their starters uh, more at home in blowouts. So, like, you can still get to Mitchell and Gobert in a game that should blow out. I think they could still have a ceiling. Um, I don't know if they get to the mid-range guys. I will mention, though, Hassan Whiteside, I think, is a sneaky player in a game that should blow out. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy. If he sees extended run, if he plays a majority of the fourth quarter because of this blowout at 3-6 and plays, like, 20 minutes... He has a ceiling. So I'm very much intrigued by Whiteside in tournaments. And then the main guys, Mitchell and Gobert. Finally, Phoenix and the Clippers. So Paul, Booker, both look like solid options. Paul, a little bit safer. Booker, a little bit of a higher uh, ceiling. DeAndre Ayton at 6'8", should play around 30 minutes. I think he's a pretty good option in the mid-range. The wings, nothing really stands out to me. I'll mention JaVale McGee again because he's a good point-per-minute guy. Should see around 15 minutes. If something happens to Ayton, you could see him get uh, extended. Um, the Suns also have nothing to play for, so like they could rest guys here. So don't be super shocked if you see a lot of these starters rest, and then it could be like a similar rotation to the game last game. So keep an eye on that if Phoenix ends up resting some guys. And finally, the Clippers. So again, this team really, really pissing me off. Uh, just Tyloo flat out lies. But Paul George at nine five things a decent GBP option in a competitive game. I do see him playing mid thirties minutes. Reggie Jackson, just not on a limit at all. He's playing like 35 minutes. I do think he's a pretty good option here. Handling the ball a ton. Uh, shot four of 19, stone for 35 fancy points. Uh, Value-wise, Covington is too pricey. Norman Powell getting close to returning, but not expected back yet. You also might have Kawhi Leonard coming back for the playoffs. The Clippers could be a dark horse team in the West. If they get Powell back and Kawhi Leonard back healthy before the playoffs... I would be very scared about playing this Clippers team in the playoffs. So that's all I got to say there. Hardenstein and Zubach will split the sentiments. Both have a ceiling. Um, Morris and Batum, I think, are fair values. Morris a little bit riskier since he's 5'2". Probably has a little bit higher ceiling, though. Batum probably a little bit safer. He's only 3'8". I would expect in competitive game, 25-plus minutes. So I think he looks like a fair play. And then uh, Mann and Kennard. Mann feels a little bit pricey. Kennard, a 4-4, viable in tournaments. All right, guys, so that's going to wrap it up for the video today. Uh, again, if you haven't been enjoying the content, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Really appreciate all you guys' support. Um, again, I can't do this without you guys. So uh, thank you. Thanks again. Um, appreciate it. And I'll see everyone in the next video.